According to a report from the University of Chicago, 63% of married people said they were very happily married. What about your marriage? Are you happily married? Believe it or not, there are rules that ensure that your marriage can be happier. If we observe these rules with love and humility toward our partner, he or she will be happier and you too will receive the blessings that God intended for you. A successful marriage is not a matter of luck. It's a lifelong commitment between two mature and selfless people. It requires work, commitment and honesty to achieve marital happiness. There are rules that will ensure that your marriage will survive the storms of life. What most people do not understand is that the success of a marriage does not just benefit the couple, but their children, grandchildren, parents, friends, in fact the whole society. Marriage is the greatest investment that you can make. If you and your partner are prepared to follow seven basic rules, you can increase your chances of being happy in your marriage. Do you want to know what those rules are? Stay tuned. Warm greetings to all of our Tomorrow's World viewers. Are you married or thinking about getting married? If so, you can know the secrets of a happy marriage. Yes, it is possible to have confidence that your marriage will provide you with the joy that God intended. Many people are afraid to get married nowadays because they know that more than half of all marriages end in divorce. You don't have to be amongst those who divorce, and in fact, you can have a marriage that is happy. Let us notice the first rule. Rule number one is build a God-centered marriage. Who created man and woman? Well, God did. We read, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. He also said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make a helper comparable to him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made a woman. What did he tell us was the purpose for marriage? Notice in verse 24, he tells us, A man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. What does it mean by the word joined? The inference here in joining is stronger than just being glued or stuck together. In fact, the King James Version uses the word cleave. And I thought about it, probably the best word that we use in our language today is the word to weld. If you think about it, when a welder takes two pieces of metal, he heats them up until the molecules between them actually become red hot and they fuse together so that when everything cools down you've got not just two pieces of metal but one in fact that's stronger than the rest of the two pieces of metal it's amazing and so the union of a man and woman in holy matrimony 
is not just a contract or a partnership. It is a holy vow that is recorded in heaven. It's between the husband, the wife, and God. Sadly, too many people spend more time and energy choosing a house or a career than a marriage partner. When we include God in the marriage, we can have faith that he will give us the help when we need it. So what is a godly marriage? A godly marriage is where God is totally involved. It's when we pray to him and ask for his help. It involves even praying to him before we get married and asking him to provide a mate for us. So what's the first rule? Build a God-centered marriage. The second rule is commitment and trust. Have you made the commitment until death do us part? You know, if you grew up in a broken family, you know how hard it is to believe in such a commitment. I'd like to tell you about a story. It goes back to my times when I was living in Melbourne in Australia. And I knew a family who had been married for quite some time. And they once told me, they said, you know, when we got married, we both came from broken families. And we made our minds up that we would really try hard to make our marriage work so that we could hand that example across to our children. And they're still married. And I think God would be pleased with that. In fact, let's notice what God says about divorce. Here in the book of Malachi, chapter 2, here in Malachi, chapter 2, verse 13 through 16, we read in part, You cover the altar of the Lord with tears, with weeping and crying, so he does not regard the offering any more. Yet you say, for what reason? Because the Lord has been witness between you and the wife of your youth, with whom you have dealt treacherously. Yet she is your companion and your wife by covenant. For the Lord God of Israel says that he hates divorce. Why? Because divorce fractures and tears families apart. There are no winners in divorce. Do you realize how many people depend on a successful marriage? It's not just the man and the woman. It's also the children, the grandparents, the uncles, the aunts, even neighbors. We've talked about commitment. But what about trust? Does your partner trust you? Do you trust them? Will they be responsible with the money? Do they know that you will be faithful and not commit adultery? And can you trust them? The way to be sure sounds simple. It is to have no secrets. When we are not open with one another, doubts and suspicions arise. By disclosing what we do, where we go, what we spend... Our partner feels safe, and so do we. It may sound old-fashioned, but it is the key to an open, honest marriage. In fact, you may have heard of the Proverbs 31 wife, also known as the perfect wife. Well, let me tell you, no wife is perfect, just as no husband is either. (laughs) Solomon asks in verse 10, Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. He then says, the heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. Wow, what a woman. But what a man also. Do you understand the couple respect and honor one another? For every Proverbs 31 wife, there's a Proverbs 31 husband. And you might even say Proverbs 31 children. Commitment and trust develop over time. But if you're thinking about becoming married, 
you can develop an honest and open relationship with the one you love now. Be frank about how you feel. Ask them how they feel and be prepared to hear some things that you may not want to hear. Broken trust is hard to restore, but with prayer and forgiveness it can be. It will take evidence on the part of the one who was the offender to prove he or she is sorry and has changed. Once again, if God is involved and there is real repentance, a broken marriage can be restored and actually made stronger. So, rule number two is commitment and trust. To help you make your marriage happier and stronger, we've prepared this booklet for you. It's titled, God's Plan for Happy Marriage. It is a free publication in the interest of our viewers. We believe in lasting marriages that are fulfilling and rewarding for all. You can stop arguing, bickering and playing the blame game. You don't have to live in misery and neither does your mate. In fact, you deserve better, both of you. You can achieve greater happiness when you apply these seven basic rules. So phone the number on the screen or go to tomorrowsworld.org and ask for God's plan for happy marriage. Rule number three is heartfelt communication. Being able to talk intimately to one another is vital for a healthy marriage. When a couple first meet, there is so much to talk about, but they may later drift apart and find different interests. Soon they're like ships in the night, living in the same house, but really becoming strangers. Misunderstandings lead to arguments. Arguments lead to anger. And finally, pst, separation. So what's the solution? Well, let's notice God's instruction in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26. Do not let the sun go down upon your wrath. Such wise advice. If you have something that is bugging you, be sure to get it off your chest as soon as you can. Believe me, it works. Now, when we communicate, is it at 100 decibels with an accusative tone and with words like, you never do this or that? Really? Never? Or maybe sometimes, but never? You know, the key to heartfelt communication is being ready to see where we are personally at fault. Marriage problems are simply not always the fault of just one person. Yes, maybe one may be more at fault than another, but we all have to see where we contribute to the problems. Listen to some advice in our booklet. Here on page 15 of this particular booklet, we read, The approach of praising and encouraging your mate is vital. Be sure your praise is sincere and usually specific. Try to keep communication positive. For one partner to be constantly picking at or criticizing the other is not the kind of communication we are talking about. You know, a good barometer for a man is this. If his wife is being critical and picky, it's an indication that he is not listening to her. When he takes her seriously and values her opinion, the nagging is likely to subside. Have you noticed that when you sit down and you talk with someone about a problem, it may be because we got our wires crossed or we misunderstood what was said. Choose a quiet time to talk and, more importantly, to listen. Before jumping to conclusions, ask your mate, what's the problem? And then listen. Put yourself in their shoes and, and, and see it from their point of view. You'll be surprised how you may have 
had the wrong idea. And they will also see that they misunderstood you. And together you can solve the problem. So rule number three is heartfelt communication. Once again, ask for your copy of God's Plan for Happy Marriage. This helpful booklet will give you seven simple but profound rules for a happier marriage. If you're serious about improving your marriage, you will want to have a copy of this booklet. Simply call now or request your copy by going to tomorrowsworld.org or phoning the number on the screen. This informative booklet is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. If you call this toll-free number, 1-800-718-4800. That number once again is 1-800-718-4800. Call now or send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. In the first part of the program, we discussed three rules for a happier marriage. What is the fourth rule? Rule number four is marriage means giving. Do you like to have someone hold you and tell you that you're special? We all do. There's something right here in our very heart that yearns and aches to be loved by someone else. God gives us the gift of marriage for this reason. And one book that is rarely read in churches is a love story in the Bible called the Song of Solomon. Let's turn there if we can. If you've got a Bible, turn with me to the Song of Solomon. Listen to what the husband says to his wife in chapter 4 in verse 9. Here in chapter 4 and in verse 9, he said, You have ravished my heart with one look of your eyes, with one link of your necklace. This is the first flush of romance that grows and matures into an attitude of giving to one another. We have the power to make our mate happy or unhappy. We cannot get love from our partner, but we can give love. Love is an outgoing concern for the other person. You want them to be happy. You want them to succeed. They want you to be happy. They want you to succeed. And so we cannot demand love from one another. We can only give it. This way of giving is the secret to a happy marriage. A marriage is like a bank balance, really. It must be kept in the black. One partner will make a deposit, the other partner makes a deposit, and finally the balance builds up, gets stronger and stronger, and when times of stress and difficulty come along, either both parties or one party can, you might say, take a withdrawal from the bank balance but if it's a healthy bank balance it's in the black it can take some of that withdrawing however if it's always near the red and you start to draw down on it and goes into the red then the marriage is at risk that is why Paul told his fellow ministers in the book of Acts and remember the words of our Lord Jesus that he said it is more blessed to give than receive ask not 
what can my spouse give to me, but rather, what can I give to her or him? You won't hear this advice from most magazines. They will advise you to get what we can. But this is not God's way of thinking. So start today to give and you will be amazed by what you will receive. So rule number four is marriage means giving. What is the fifth rule? Rule number five is learn to forgive. Have you ever hurt your mate? Have you ever offended them or neglected them? More than likely, we will remember the times that they have done these things to us. Are you holding on to old grievances? Do you have a scorecard for all of the mistakes the other person has made? If you do, I'll tell you right now who is hurting the most. You are. It's a strange fact of life that those who harbour resentment hurt the most. The solution to this bitterness and deep-seated hurt is to forgive. How can I forgive them, you ask? Well, by knowing yourself and knowing your own faults. We all offend and hurt others because we're all human. The Apostle James tells us here, he says, Do not grumble against one another, brethren, lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. The King James Version says, Grudge not one against another. Are you holding grudges? Free yourself. Forgive your mate and you will be forgiven. Admit that you too have hurt and offended. Remember what Jesus said, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. I say again, you will be the winner. When we forgive, the old love we had for our husband will return. Or our wife. A great weight is lifted and that dull ache in the pit of the stomach subsides. Once again, this is not advice that you're going to find in self-help books. Your friends at work may tell you to get even with your mate while they will not have to suffer the pain of a failing marriage. Don't listen to them. Seek God's advice and wisdom. James gives us wise advice in chapter 3 and verses 13 to 17. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that this work is done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, and demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exists, confusion and every evil thing are there. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Rule number five is learn to forgive. You can have your own copy of this vital booklet and it is free. At Tomorrow's World, we do not charge anything for our literature. Phone now for your copy or contact us on tomorrowsworld.org and request it. Why? We believe God's truth is priceless. Rather than placing a price on our literature, we have always let God take care of the money. And he always has. So call the number on your screen and we will send you your copy of God's Plan for Happy Marriage or go to www.tomorrowsworld.org. You will find that the seven rules for a happier marriage are outlined for you. Yes, your mate may wish to read this book too, but this is written for you to do your part. 
With God's blessing and his help, you can turn your marriage around. Rule number six is build your family kingdom. Have you ever heard the old expression, a man's home is his castle? Not a bad concept in this day of moral attacks from evil men who would see our marriages and children destroyed. If we can build our marriages where our family is safe, we can prepare them for life. It may sound a little old-fashioned, but a man should be the king and his wife the queen of their home. In a balanced and healthy family, children grow up with confidence and self-assurance. When there is little or no bickering, but rather support, a family can thrive. You know, I learned from my parents the vital rule that the father always supports his wife. We could not drive a wedge between them, and I'm glad we couldn't. They rarely argued, and we were proud to be a part of our family. If you have already got a happy family, you can make it happier by applying the words of God in your life. You can make life positive and enjoyable for all. It takes planning and effort, but the rewards in later life will be worth it. King David understood the key to a happy family when he said in Psalm 127, Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Behold, the children are a heritage from the Lord, like arrows in the hand of a warrior. So are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. Bearing children is a great responsibility. Providing food and shelter is only the basic need that they have, but their spiritual and mental health is just as important. Please don't let your children grow up without moral training. If you do not teach them right from wrong, let me tell you, someone else may very well teach them that wrong is right. There is one last vital rule for happier marriages, which I will give at the end of the program. Remember the sixth rule, build your family kingdom. Here again is how you can receive your copy of God's plan for happy marriage. This informative booklet is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. If you call this toll-free number, 1-800-718-4800. That number once again is 1-800-718-4800. Call now. Or send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. So far, we have seen that there are six rules that will make your marriage happier. But the seventh and final rule will add that special dimension. What is it? Rule number seven is romance is vital. Did you once believe that Hollywood was supposed to follow those old fairy tale endings of they lived happily ever after? It always sounded so wonderful to me when I was a boy that I came to realize that the real Hollywood just never did make the grade. If it wasn't so sad, it would be laughable 
at how many of Tinseltown's marriages end up as disasters. It seems that many live in a world that is as unreal as the parts they play in the movies. But your marriage is real. Don't fall for the idea that you can only find happiness after several marriages. Now, maybe you have had more than one marriage. Many people do these days. So you're not alone. But remember, one of the keys to keeping your marriage alive and well is to maintain the romance. Let's see romance for what it is. It's actually found in number four. Rule number four, marriage means giving. Being romantic means giving. It means thinking about your mate's needs and by praise, kindness and affection, you strengthen the loving ties that bind you as husband and wife. For a husband, it means understanding how a woman's mind is different to his. Her emotional needs are not the same. And romance involves satisfying her needs. You know, an unexpected bunch of flowers, a peck on the cheek, a, a long silent hug or an anniversary dinner are all qualifying as romance. Intimacy and gentleness from a husband will melt a girl's heart. You know, we men simply need to know that a happy, satisfied wife will not be a picky or nagging wife. And so it's one reason why marriages implode. So let us give romance and affection to the lady we work so hard to win. Hold her tight and she will amaze you how much she will give in return. You know, men, it's up to us. Ladies, your husband needs romance as well. Think about him. Be concerned about his feelings. Know and understand that when a man has been wounded at work with criticism, that when you take him and encourage him and lift him up, he will give so much in return. So we've covered seven rules for a happy marriage. What are they again? The first one is build a God-centered marriage. Number two is commitment and trust. Number three is heartfelt communication. Number four is marriage means giving. Number five is learn to forgive. Number six is build your family kingdom. And finally, number seven, romance is vital. At Tomorrow's World, we aim to help our viewers live satisfied lives based on the Word of God. After generations of experimenting with people's lives and marriages, many people see that the role models they followed were wrong. They wanted to have marriages like Grandma and Grandpa had. Do you want to go back to the old values that worked? Then ask for your copy of our free booklet, God's Plan for a Happy Marriage. Phone now or go to tomorrowsworld.org and ask for your free booklet, God's Plan for a Happy Marriage. Be sure to join Roderick Meredith or Richard Ames at the same time next week at Tomorrow's World. This informative booklet is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. If you call this toll-free number, 1-800-718-4800. That number once again is one 800 718 4800. Call now or send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina 28227. To view today's program, order the free literature offered, or for more information on today's vital subject, visit us online 
at www.tomorrowsworld.org. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.